welcome back to episode four of the Dugout Discussion Podcast. I'm Jack Gordon. Max Gordon. And I'm Noah Coughlin. And we got a lot of shit to talk about this week. We missed last week, sadly, thanks to Max. Jake, that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. It was just bad for everybody, Terrible but... Or, uh, timing and everything. Yeah, but we got a decent amount to talk about. I guess we'll start off with the Cardinals and talking about the recent stretch being like 21-6. and six. Like, I think it's 25-30 and 30 within like the last week. Or not 25 and 30, like 25 and 5. Yeah, that's a good stretch, but I don't. So are they winning Are they winning the division, I guess, is the question. Yeah. I think they are. They're three and a half ahead of the Cubs. They're in second place. I, th- I think they are. I, I, I think I've never been a huge fan of the Cardinals, but um, they're just the most complete team in that division. The thing is with the Cardinals is that they're a complete team. They don't have... Teams are like they don't have that one player that just stands out, you know. Yeah, who's on the Cardinals? Paul Goldschmidt. That's that's a player. Yeah, but isn't he? He's been in kind of a. Yeah, isn't he like his like it's not, it's not his normal season. He's not, he's yeah. not hitting like three hundred. He's hitting two sixty two, but it's not like he's being unproductive. You have Yadier Molina, who's having a good year. He's batting two seventy. That's a really good year for him. Yeah. To be honest. Really. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, but Yadier is also just known for his defense. True. And, and Paul Goldschmidt being veteran leaders, that, that team is poised to make a good postseason run. And before the season, before this podcast, before we started this podcast, I actually had the Cardinals winning the World Series. Yeah, light flex. That was a crazy yeah. prediction, though. You can, I mean, when I make my predictions, I go, I don't think it's the right prediction if it's not bold. Yeah, I'll say. I saw the, what was the Mariners, not, like, having a 500 <laughs> season or something like that? That, that was a little delusional. <laughs> <laughs> but... But you're gonna if you do enough of these and they're at least somewhat educated, you're gonna hit on one of them. True, no one true. saw the Cardinals except for me. I'll say out. I saw I saw them like like leading their league. I was like, this is this is a lie. This is a nice April Fool's joke. And I don't know how well you guys followed the Cardinals throughout the year, but knowing that they were my World Series pick, I've been following them <laughs> relatively closely. They were your World Series pick? Yes, they, I picked them to win the World Series over the Yankees. <laughs> You're an animal. <laughs> You're an animal. An That's animal, bold. but I had them. They they just they, they they don't have a lot of big holes in their roster. That's true. They're, they're, very they're a complete team. Wow. Yeah. Uh, just, and I think, I think they have the best chance to go deep in the postseason out of all the other teams. I think the Braves make a really interesting offer though too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think I think it'll really come down to the Braves and the Cardinals. I think a lot of people are gonna write up write me off for not saying anything Dodgers. about the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers are done. Are you serious? Really? That's a we're gonna get into the Dodgers later, but that's just, that, yeah, that's another bold prediction from Max. Um, I think well the Cardinals are, I would definitely consider them like the sleeper pick of this this postseason, right? Like no one expected them to even be here. That's what I'm thinking. And it could be just like a fairy tale story where like no one saw this coming and they somehow win. I that would be bad for baseball, don't you think? Well, if, if they won, yeah, some of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty crap. They have a trash. horrible fan base. Yeah, but like whenever like a big team wins, usually it's good for baseball. But like if they win, it's like. <sighs> I also just think a world seeing a World Series between two of like the most successful franchises in the league. Yankees mm-hmm. and the Cardinals. I think that'd be awesome for the game. Yeah, no. I think as a baseball fan, it's exciting. Yeah. It's always fun to watch the Cardinals in the playoffs. For always. some reason. It's it's, like, o- I don't, it's just different. Like, I wasn't really old enough to understand what happened with David Freeze back in yeah. 2010 or whatever. I still watch that highlight yeah, to this day. Yeah, because that's just iconic. And yeah. in 2013, they lost, but it was still, that was a yeah. to the Red Sox. That was still a really good World Series. 
They're just, they're they're just always they're exciting. Such, yeah, they, they they do everything right. You know, like they they do they have good contact. They don't. I think they do everything right, but they're not like exceptional in anything. Yeah, which is what makes that's them actually good. so true. It's yeah. like other teams are known for their pitching or their hitting, but this team is like definitely the it's just all around. Cons- yeah. Yeah. Um, they're definitely the best team in the NL Central, in my opinion. Yeah. And the Cubs are also in the NL Central. But um, this year, just with what's happened to them, and I think how they manage their team up to this point, definitely came for a poor season. The Cubs? Yeah. And the other thing about the Cardinals that people never realize is because I've been following them so closely is they've been one of the most streaky teams in the league. Yeah? They were, for the first couple months, they were just, they were 500 they were they were leading their division and then they were five hundred and they were under five hundred and they were five hundred and then they weren't. They'd win five games in a row and they lose five. Like it was it was crazy there for a while up until the last uh, True. month or two and then they've and they've gotten hot. Um, yeah, it's kind of always fun to see that though yeah. when you're rooting for a team. And all of their pitchers are eating innings. Uh, I'm looking right now and all their starting pitchers are eating innings or doing their job like. Yeah, Jack Flaherty. 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 It's been insane. He's at ERA under three. Yeah, this team is just consistent. You won't see any spectacular. You won't see a Verlander on this team. You won't see like a like a Buster Posey, or I guess Yadier Molina, but like you won't see. Yeah, like you won't see anything crazy like that. But you'll see consistency. Yeah, it's all around team. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Um, I guess. Their bullpen is also amazing. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's they're they're like they lost Jordan Hicks earlier this year, sucks. which which sucks for them, but their bullpen is so deep besides him too. Yeah. Like I you don't know, worry. I don't worry about their bullpen going into the playoffs. Uh, you know Carlos Martinez. Yeah. Their closer. He's, he's right a closer, now. but he used to be a starter for them. Oh yeah, last pitch. year with his pink hair. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing him pitch in. Uh, uh, was it 2013? The the playoffs he started a game oh he throws like 98 is he like the like the like the hispanic dennis eckersley yeah <laughs> he, he's got a yeah his nickname is tsunami he's that's fire yeah, it is. who gives that nickname out <laughs> i don't know that's a good one um it's just a solid team yeah it's just that's the best way of putting it solid team yeah all around okay no, no real holes the cubs some big yeah, holes. Some big holes. Well, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily their fault though. It's just they it's got just, they got unlucky. Yeah, I mean, Baez, his hairline fracture in his thumb. Is yeah. Put him out. Yeah. He's yeah. gone for the se- the regular season. Really? Yeah. He's not coming back. Uh, and if, I think and I think it'll be a stretch to see him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if they Hairline even make it though. Are... Yeah. No, it would be like they would have to major the World Series, and he'd be in like Game Five. You know, it would be like they'd like, like super close to it. It would, it would honestly have a feeling as a Kyle Schwarber in the 2016 yeah. World Series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris Bryant hurt his knees or something. Yeah, no, he's just had bad knees throughout the season. And but like, Addison Russell's just Addison Russell. Just, <laughs> I, I, such I, a bust. I know, right? It's like he's, he's the definition of a bust. He's a he's a bad player and like a and a bad guy off. Exactly, it's like you he's, can't root for the guy. I. Yeah. Previously, I, mean, I was like a huge fan of him just because like I loved his defense and it just I, I don't know it was fun to watch. But like after seeing what he you know, it's just he's, you can't root for the kid. He's he's in a bad situation. And it's nobody's fault but himself. Yeah, it's like it's just the best way to put it. Yeah, truly. Um, is the Cubs dynasty coming to an end with all these problems? Could, could you call having? it a dynasty though? I mean, it was I definitely would, yeah. Considering they broke the the streak right, the yeah. the losing streak of a hundred plus years. Fifteen through. 
I mean, they're they it was, consistently it was winning run. their division. Yeah, it was like run. I don't know about a dynasty. It was a run, but it was. I think I don't think their I don't think their run is closed. But I I think their farm system kind of scares me. Yeah, true. Yeah, You're such a farm system head. To, the farm system for the Cubs used to be like amazing. Yeah. And then they Man. traded they traded Eloy Jimenez for Jose Quintana. <laughs> I I am not an Astros fan by any means, but the stuff they the, what they did to rebuild mm-hmm. and what they did yeah. doing right now is the definition of what I think teams like. That is the model of what teams should be replicating. Yeah. Obviously, it's easier said than done. <laughs> uh, the Astros are like arguably the most complete team yeah. in all of baseball. I they're would like say they're the like the. On steroids. I was about to say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, they are literally the Cardinals on steroids, and at the beginning of the year, I had the Cardinals in the. And the Yankees in the World Series, but I, I think the Astros are much better than the Yankees right now. It's scary what they're doing right now. That 21-plus, that like they had two back-to-back 20-plus yeah. games. Obviously, they kind of got shelled the third time against the same team they destroyed, but, like, just no. they have the ability to do that literally every night, which is scary. And, and yeah. the thing about the Astros is they have big game potential. Yeah. As in, you have Justin Verlander out there. He's... <laughs> In the playoffs, he's gonna go seven innings to be throwing ninety. I don't think you would allow them to pull him, uh, pull him, yeah. in, until he did like seven plus. Well, speaking of the Astros, we actually didn't write this down, but we we're talking about it. What the hell is going on with that? <laughs> with that? You you've been talking about this for months. You know how p- pitchers just join the Astros and they just turn into gods. Yeah, no. It, Aaron it, Sanchez was like two and fourteen before he joined the Astros with like a six eighty seven ERA, and then he. Threw a no hitter his first game with. Him. It's just weird. Like I, I don't want to point any fingers. I don't want to like you know, piss anyone off. But something's got to be going on. Like, you don't just you don't just get like what Trevor Bauer said. You don't just get spin rate overnight. Yeah. Wait. What was, was there like? I honestly wasn't really educated on that. So what really happened? Was it just like he joined and all of a sudden was a different pitcher by the next Aaron night? Sanchez? Yeah. Or just he, what happened was he, um, they traded for him, uh, in the trade deadline and then um uh a day or two later hit uh, his debut for them he threw like six no hit innings and then there was just a combined no hitter and a lot of that's luck but a lot of that's just like well i think it, it should be known that like i think every pitcher in the pros should have the ability or starting pitcher has the ability to throw a no hitter it's really just if the stars align that day obviously some pitchers probably have like way better ability to do it like verlander but i think they all can are capable of it though staying in the al west um who just beat them in the in a, a four game series? Oh, the Athletics, right? The Athletics oh, smoked them too. Which is weird. <laughs> like they, that, that was also that was that was some weird baseball the Astros have played the last week. Last Sunday they they beat the Mariners twenty one to one, and then the next day they go on to beat the Athletics fifteen to zero. But then the following day on Tuesday they lost to the Athletics twenty one to seven. Yeah, they got like shelled. But that was that was a really weird it's few days for them. By yeah. Color. Yeah, Nonetheless, w- let's talk about who we think is gonna win the wild card for a DL for while we're in it. Uh, I'm thinking it's gonna be between Tampa and, and Cle- Cleveland. Tampa it, and Cleveland, you think? What is their standings currently? Uh, I'm pretty sure those are the standings right now. Uh, let's see. Yeah. We got oh, it's Oakland and Tampa, and then Cleveland is one one and a half games behind Tampa for the second spot. And oh. Oakland is just half a game ahead of Tampa I, lo- I love this kind of baseball. The How many games we got left? We're close. 15, 16, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around that. Oakland's going to be a 90-win 90, 90 team. 
a 90-win wild card team. Like, both of them are actually going to be 90. <laughs> yeah. it, Their it, division is so hard. It's po- it's possible that all three of them are going to get yeah, 90 wins. Cleveland might be a 90-win team and not make the playoffs. Which sucks, right? Five years ago, that would that's unheard of. Yeah. Five years ago, you just needed to win six more games than you lost, and boom, you're in the, you're in the wild card. You're in but the playoffs. But I don't think enough people are also talking about how competitive the MLB is right now. Well, Usually, half of it. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, there's, there's a handful of rebuilding teams, but it's not like you're seeing like the Dodgers uh, on pace to win 116 games and beat that record that the Mariners uh, tied in 2001. True. There's no teams that are even close to that. Everyone's around. All yeah, the good teams are around the mid-90 wins, yeah. um, except for both of the Central Leagues in uh, AL and ML. Uh, all yeah, of the, sure. Like the Yankees will probably the Yankees will win a hundred plus games. The Astros will win a hundred plus games, but it's not like they're gonna go out and win a hundred ten. It's without a doubt that the AL is much more competitive than the NL. I don't know. It's pretty even to me. I mean, depending on the division, right? Like, there's some that are just I mean, piss poor, well, but then there's some that are like godlike. Looking at win totals, the Dodgers have ninety six wins. It's safe to say they'll probably be a hundred, hundred five, maybe. I would say 100, yeah, around that. Yeah, 100, 105. Atlanta has 92 wins. They're going to be a 100-win team. Um, and they still haven't clinched, which blows my mind. That's that's it for the 90-win teams in the National League. Yeah. And the American League, Ooh. all the division leaders are going to be winning 90 games, plus the Wild Cards. They, they all do have 90 games. Yeah, uh, most of these teams might the all win 100. 100. No, they, they got 90. Did they just win? Yeah. They're at 90. Because they're baseball 90, reference 57. is lacking. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it, a lot, it's the, the wild card winners are, the wild card team is closer to, record-wise, to the division leaders in the National League than it is. That's fair. Leaders. That's definitely like, fair. Like, obviously, you put the teams against each other, they're not going to be, you know, like, it's not going to be an obvious outcome, but, like, all right, but I just think the AL is more competitive. All right, you so s- who are the two wild card teams? For AL? For the AL. I would probably give it to Cleveland and Oakland. Cleveland and Oakland? Yeah. Noah? I'm going Cleveland and Tampa. Cleveland and Tampa? I'll go Oakland and Tampa. Yeah, okay, just <laughs> you just get all coverage on that. I can see. I can't see the Cleveland Indians not making it, considering just like... The A's are hot as hell right yeah, now. Yeah, but... They just beat the Astros. Which has got to feel good. Down. Chris Davis has been on fire. Four-game winning streak. What happened to Chris Davis? Is he going to hit 247 again he this year? He just got home run he hit against the Astros that went, like, no. over uh, the train tracks. Oh, no, I saw that. That was a bump. That was... See that Jordan Alvarez home run, though, yeah. to right field? That was a fucking dick. And then... And then I'll get... I'll talk about Marcus Simeon later, but he's been going off lately, too. Yeah, he's leading. He's he's like a top five player in war. I didn't even realize. Yeah, say, I'll, I'll talk about him in a few minutes. But I feel like the Athletics are the uh, Cardinals of the AL, like a team. What is their? I mean, do you feel the same way or no? Uh, sort of. I feel like I guess. Um, I don't know. They're 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 kind of. I think there's similarities, but there isn't too many. Because like Oakland's all just money ball. <laughs> it's always going to be Moneyball, though. Yeah, so, and the Cardinals have a somewhat decent budget. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd say that that's kind of fair, though. You know, they're they're probably the two most closest teams. Yeah. 
Okay. I think I think the 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 other if you're gonna if you're talking about Moneyball, I think the other team you have to talk about are the Rays. I think the Rays. Oh, true. I think the Rays and the A's yeah. have very similar makeup. Yeah, they use they both have like the the cheapest budget in a sense, right? They spent yeah, the less, two of the, the least. Worst stadiums in the league too. <laughs> while we're at it. Oakland Stadium is trash, bro. But their new stadium they're building is pretty legit. I drove by uh, the Oakland Stadium uh, when I was in California to visit cousin's house a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It just smelled weird. <laughs> it's, it smelled weird. Like, I don't know. No, that's funny. That's a tweet. That's something I should. Drove <laughs> past Oakland Stadium. It just smelled weird. O dot co. Yeah. Uh, okay, we gotta talk about this dude, uh, Michael Lorenzen, uh, for the Cincinnati Reds. I some I watched like three videos of him. I mean, he's low key my favorite player right now. Not because of like what necessarily what he's doing, just like who he is. He he looks like a thumb, but he's yoked. He's like he's jacked as hell. Well, I think Plays we can two, all... he, he's the outfielder and a pitcher. And let me say one thing about this guy before you guys jump on him. This guy is so fast. Is he really? This guy is so fast running running ninety feet. Like for a pitcher or just like just in fast? general. Oh. <laughs> in general, he is he's fast. I wish I had statistics on how fast he can get down the that's, line. That's a fun stat. S- but, speed. Watching like highlights of him and then just watching him when the Reds were in Seattle. I'm watching, I'm watching the last game of the series when they just destroyed the Mariners in the last yeah. few innings of the game. And they're up like eleven to five or eleven to six, whatever the score was. And this guy's running ninety feet as hard as he can. And this guy, I this guy's yoked, but he's getting done the line fast. No. Well, we we can all agree on one thing, right? He's better than Otani. Of current, I'd say so. I, I mean, his slash line is definitely better than what Otani's was. He's also been pitching since 2015. He's been he's been doing it longer too. I'm glad he's like. I saw an interview with him. He was like, I was begging to or like like pitching for me to not pitching in the sense, but like trying to get his spot in the lineup to hit or or like field rather. And uh, I'm kind of glad he did it because it definitely has the the talent too. Sad to say, he might be like the top one of the top five bats in the Reds lineup. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like Suarez, him, Aquino. Their their offense actually isn't bad though. They have Votto. Yeah. They have him, Freddie Galvis, Aquino, Aquino, and they they and, Su- and Suarez. Pitching's not like they got two guys. In no, the this best. is a team. I feel like in three to four years, you might be hearing Cincinnati talking again. Yeah. Also, I mean, their base. I didn't know their baseball stadium was called the Great American Ballpark. That's like, come on, dude. It's a good name, but you know that it's actually. In, I'm pretty sure that's an insurance company. Is it actually? Surprising. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> what insurance company is like, huh? For insurance, Great American Ballpark. Um, yeah, Lorenz is hitting like above 300 or something. I know it's like, it's 292. 292. 292. Um, he can run. His on base is 370. Like, if you guys want to talk about a five-tool player. Yeah. It's, it's worth talking about. He's good at defense. True. Right? Yeah, that play out in right field that he had, that was a pretty decent catch. And he also is, I mean, he's got kind of lockdown defense in a sense. And he's got like a, last year he had a 1040 OPS. No, the thing is, like, he was, like, he considered this year pitching-wise a bad year for him, which is a 3.212 uh, ERA and yeah. like a 1.14 whip. Or I don't think it's that low for whip. It's 1.38. But the other thing that's worth noting about him is he's pitching less innings. Yeah, true. He's starting to actually take in that role of a hitter more. Yeah. Uh, so that could be not necessarily detrimental. It could be kind of bad for the pitching perspective, but, like, 
he talked about like his goal is to truly find a balance between the two, which I hope he does. This guy, I think he definitely can. Yeah, for sure. With what he's putting up now, definitely can. Yeah. Do you, see, do you guys think that we're going to see more two-way players in the future? I hope so. I love two-way <sighs> I love two-way players. Like I, Brendan McKay of the Tampa yeah. Bay Rays. I've been tracking him for a while. Hunter Green? Hunter. Is, that, is that his name? For the Reds that they drafted? Yeah, another two-way player. Back, but he, he got hurt, so yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think he's pitching Tom, anymore. Tommy John. Yeah. Otani. He'll come back, though. I feel like Otani is fragile as hell. Yeah, you could flick him and he'd break a couple Yeah, times. no, I mean... That's the Angels, though, let's... And yeah, true, yeah, if he if he went with the Mariners, he'd be healthy right now and having crazy stats. But we would trade him. I was so yeah, <laughs> I was so upset when we didn't get him. We didn't get Otani. I was so upset. But after seeing that injured, not necessarily. It's not. I hate to say it's like oh, I'm happy that we didn't get him because he's hurt. Bully. Yeah, um, he definitely isn't worth. How much did he sign for a hell of money too? A good amount. I think it was at least. It was like a hundred plus mil. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's on the Angels. Um, Trout leads the Angels in home, or he actually leads the MLB in homers uh, with 40. No, uh, what are you talking about? Pete Alonso has 47. American League. Yeah. And Trout's second. Uh, he's going to get 50. You think so? Pete or who, Trout? Who's, who's going to lead each league in homers? Oh, I had Pete winning that just because of how it is right now. We should talk about like how Jorge Soler and Eugene Suarez came into the mix, though. That, that's what I've written down. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I'm I'm a Mariners fan so I have to root against Trout. I'm gonna say Jorge Soler also because he's like hot. Yeah, like true. Four in his last seven games. He'll um, off. Twelve in his last thirty. True. You can say the same thing for Suarez though. Yeah, Suarez is on fire, but I think I'm gonna stick with Alonzo there because of just the current the lead. Are, you know the Mets are trying to you know get mm-hmm. to October and the. The Reds are not. True. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lorenzen posted on Instagram. was like, these months are for getting to, uh, getting to the postseason or whatever. I was like, dude, you're like 50 games back. Shut up. <laughs> also, all the home run leaders are in the NL. Yeah, yeah, true. It goes Alonzo, Mets, Suarez, Reds, and then Trout is tied for second on the Angels. But then it's Bellinger, Sol- Soler, who's on the Royals, and then it's Christian Yelich, Rip. Yeah. Yeah. Nolan Arenado, Acuna, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Since when did NL start hitting bombs? You would think AL with the DH would be like considered the the is always considered the home run hitting side, but NL showing out. What I've learned about the DH, at least in the in the AL, and Nelson Cruz is a perfect example, is the DH has shifted a little from hitting home runs to hitting doubles. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Raising the on base percentage and being a productive hitter, not just a power hitter. Yeah, no, it's, they worked more on, like, explosives, as in, like, anything better than a single. So trying to just create more of a scoring position for anything instead of just trying to clobber the ball. Yeah. Which I think the whole Twins team adopted this year. Yeah. Considering yeah. It, it, look how it went for them. I mean, I think the Twins, how they manage their team with just uh, their approach at, at the plate should be an example for other teams going into the next year. What was his name? Like, the catcher for the Twins... Oh, Astido? Uh, no. no, not him. The the turtle? No, not 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 the, not the turtle. Uh, I'll look it up. But there was a guy on the Twins who the catcher. Uh, I gotta find his name before I say anything. He has hit Mitch Garver. Oh, our boy. Two hundred eighty. 287 at-bats. Oh, yeah, we saw this. 30 home runs. Isn't that the fastest of 30 within just that amount of at-bats? I, I don't know, but that's just insane. Yeah. That's like... A, 
half a season. I, that's actually the crazy part, right? Like, just imagine this kid got the full season. We probably wouldn't be talking about Pete or Alonzo winning. And he's a catcher, too. Like, catchers are Yo, not... Yo, the... <laughs> like, catcher is not a premium offensive position. Yeah, no, that's like the... You know how in football it's like punters are people, too? Catchers are yeah. people, too? Is, is that for the MLB? Yeah. And the, on their... On their starting lineup, the lowest batting average they have, I know batting average isn't a great step, but the lowest batting average is Miguel Sano at two thirty eight. And he's not known for his average either, so that should be something. Yeah, he's also played in, like, 91 games. Yeah, 91 games. He's been hurt. Miguel Sano has a – you know last year he got sent – he was in the majors. He got sent down to single A. He literally skipped triple and double. He got some back down all the way I, I back want, to single A. I wonder a. where their de- single A team is because a lot of times. Oh, is it, do you think it's like a neighboring so city? It'll be. It'll. I, their single A team will either be where they're playing, mm-hmm. uh, like where it, it'll either be close to Minnesota or depending on where he's trying to get back to. Like if. Oh, okay. If they're if they're gonna be in New York and they have a single A team in New York. Oh, okay. They like to. No, no, for, that makes way more sense. I when I first saw that, I laughed my ass off. Though I, I was I, like, I don't, I don't know that for sure. Maybe. No, but that's definitely probably what them, they're doing, though. That's what a lot of teams will do. Is they'll yeah. have their rehabbing players yeah. rehab close to where they're playing, or where they want them to come back to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Well, speaking of twins, uh, Michael Pineda, Pineda busted for Peds. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say about that. Like, it's like expected. No, it's just like again. Just, <laughs> yeah, because he was. Yeah. He was only on Peds, not necessarily a year ago, but previously. I don't know. I know he had banned substances and stuff, but <laughs> I'm. I'm just very disappointed that. I thought like we were over it at this point, right? I'm, I'm disappointed that our game has. It's still at the point, even past the biogenesis crisis. I'm still just disappointed that people still continue to, to do to do uh, performance enhancing drugs, like Robinson Cano left. Oh yeah, I lost so much respect for him and A Rod. I mean, I, I oh hate the fuck A Rod. The only good things he dates J Lo. Yeah, I literally saw Hustlers last night. I was like, A Rod, you're a lucky I'm gonna, mug. I'm gonna offend him right now. <laughs> so I used to, I hated, I hated A Rod after he got busted, and just because. Screw the Yankees. I will say but this, this guy, though. This guy uh, has really changed it around. He's written books. He's he's come out about Yeah, true. true. Like, You're right. Like I will, he's, he's really tried to change the narrative. He's getting he's involved with the game. He's given back to the game. Like I think uh I think his punishment was never getting to the Hall of Fame and he's yeah, he won't get there. So yeah. I if think he does, he's, if he does get there, I'm gonna riot. But trust also, me <laughs> baseball's gonna riot. Also I'll I'll defend I'll not defend players who use performing enhancing drugs, but at least provide reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. When you're a player who's that good. Yeah. A lot of times you haven't struggled in your in your baseball career until you get to the major leagues. Not even in the minor leagues. Yeah. This guy shoots up through the minor leagues. He made his debut at eighteen or nineteen <laughs> years old. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't struggle in the minor leagues and you don't struggle growing up with baseball and you get to the major leagues, you will struggle mm-hmm. no matter how good you are. You're gonna have a bad week. You're gonna have you're gonna have a bad stretch. You're gonna be cold. You're gonna strike out multiple yeah. times in a game, right? And a lot of players psychologically are not strong enough to handle that, and I think A. Rod was one of those players. Yeah, no, I think it, it's it, you're right. The only thing that like in defense of people that use pads, I don't agree with it by any stretch of the means. But like older players, I think 
I don't think they have the intention of using it as in the idea of a performance-enhancing drug. I think in Kano's case, when he apologized, he was saying, like, he was just using it to recover, I guess. It was... Yeah, it was something with, like... But, that, like but, that's, but it's, like, at the same time, you're, like... It, yeah, it's, like... Yeah. I was you. It's, like, you don't really know the truth. And you, you, the, the, the MLB makes very specific rules and standards for using these drugs, and they even say, hey, if you're going to use one of these things that's illegal, talk to us first. True. And then we'll then we'll approve it for you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They always say if you have a question, send us your like medicine that you plan to use. Yeah, and they'll approve it and all this other jazz. Like that was on Kano's fault. Kano's an idiot. He knows exactly what he was doing. Also, yeah, I guess I was. It, he's also like a like a veteran. He should know the proper etiquette of how to go about like using certain substances. One of the things that makes me so pissed off, like like. In case you haven't already noticed, I'm really against the use of steroids. I mean, I mean who I'll, should be... F- I would never like, be for it. Like, I I want to go into the, the an athletic field when I grow up, and I, in my entire life, I've been under the belief that steroids are cheating. You know, I see guys in the gym that are, like, literally upside-down triangles <laughs> because they do so much steroids. Oh, yeah. Just, you're cheating to get somewhere where other people have to work to get. Yeah. And... What pisses me off the most about it, though, is that I think I can only recall one time when somebody did did PEDS that they made a legitimate apology. Who? Wellington Castillo a few years ago for the White Sox. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. He said, yeah. like, he got suspended 80 games, and he just came out and said, yeah, I did it. I tried. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> do you like, know? I tried not to, but I did it. It's my fault. Nobody else. Do you remember when Ryan Braun did it? He was like, "This yeah. was funny." It was, it was so funny because he was like, "I would never do that. I'm not that kind of player." Like in suspicion of him doing peds, and then the, the day later, it was like the headline was Ryan Braun accused, like found out using peds and suspended 80 games, and he was like, "I'm so sorry." It was like, "Come on, dude. You just said it yesterday that you would never do that." Like yeah, it's like that. Like players always say something along the lines of like. That's not me. Like, you know, like, you know, you, like when they do get found out, it's just like, oh, I don't know how this got in my system. Like, <laughs> you know what you're you know eating. You, you know you put the needle in. Yeah, or it's like someone gave you the, sh- exactly. Yeah, you know, you know what you did. If you, if somebody actually snuck it into your food or something like yeah. that, then that's another, that's a legal issue. But yeah. <laughs> I, you don't, there's no solid excuse yeah. of. I don't think like, someone's injecting steroids into your omelet in the morning, right? Yeah, like, like you're not, you, nobody ever, like, puts you under laughing gas. They yeah. just sit there and... And then you wake up like, oh, I'm not going to do anything about this, but yeah, now I have steroids have, in me. Exactly. It's just, there's no legitimate apology when it comes to that. And I think that's just why I don't like it. It's just, yeah. you, you got to be honest. It's just plain and simple. Also, I, it's just like you're, so, like, you're at a point in your life, you're so mature, right? You'd think that you would understand that this is one doesn't look good on yourself if you get caught. It's not, like, true to yourself in a sense. It just ruins baseball. Like, if there's no positives to doing pets because you're going to get caught. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing about uh, Michael Pineda is, like, do you guys think he's going to have a job? No, yeah, no, this is a good thing to mention. It, like, he lost $8 million from have, doing pets and he lost his signing bonus of 1.5 mil. Like, also, no team wants to pick up a person that just did pets. Like, it's More not attractive. Yeah, he only had a one-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is not the first time he's been busted. It, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if... I mean, he'd probably get picked up from, like, the Orioles. But if that even happens, though, I think he might not have a job next year. Yeah. That, 
I mean, I, it's just his fault. It's Same like, with Tim Beckham. He's on a one-year deal. Uh, Tim Beckham's it. definitely going to have a job, though. Maybe. He's not very good. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. But Wait, hold up. Am I thinking of the same Tim Beckham? Staying in the... Staying in... Yeah, Tim Beckham's on the Mariners, but he just got... Oh, oh, that's yeah, the... Oh, my bad. Him. That's him. I'm Short thinking of the... Who's the shortstop for the White Sox? Tim Anderson. Oh, Tim Anderson. That's what it was. I was like, Tim Beckham? Yeah. I was like, not the same person. Yeah. But staying in the AL East, um, Dave Dombrowski. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, my opinion on that, just off, the question is, is like, was this a smart decision by the Red Sox to get rid of him or not? But, like, I think you can look at it both two ways, right? From the perspective of, of like, he did his job, his goal as the manager for them was to get the World Series, yeah. and that was it, right? Did it. And, like, you can look at it that way, like, oh, okay, no wonder they fired him, right? He did his job, it's time to say goodbye. But at the same time, it's like, I think it's honestly probably best that they did it because they he actually they're now not in debt but they have a lot of contracts to like fill up and stuff like that. So the Red Sox are like a the Red Sox are in a sticky situation, and I think I think what worries me about them is and the timing of it. I think you this guy just gave you a World Series last year, and you're kicking them out the door before the, before the next year's yeah, yeah, that's that's the ugly part, was, right? Yeah, I thought it was kind of ugly. I understand there's a lot of contracts and stuff that he probably should have maneuvered his way around a little sure, better. Sure, the thing, right. yeah, like he only had three people on his team managing that team. Like he literally locked himself out of like most other people giving him advice. So there's a lot of sides to the story, though. I also think as a general manager, maybe I think your goal should be to win multiple World Series. Not just one. one. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that's much easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave Dombrowski's going to have a job somewhere else. Oh, right? true. He plays... The reason... I know the Giants are looking for a new general manager. I mean, that's why he's attractive, right? Because it's like he's like he's guaranteed to yeah. get you a World Series win, but it's like you will not be able to yeah. work the next year, though. If he, if, yeah, if he, wants to, if he wants to have a job next year as a general manager of a club, he's going to have one. Yeah, true. I don't see any team that would be like you just got the World Series win. I don't. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah but not not us. Yeah, no. But he left. He left that farm system. Oh, in ruins! Yeah. In yeah. ruins! Like they yeah. don't have a farm system anymore. And they and the only way they're going to be able to come out of this is if they go into rebuild mode. Oh, as a Red Sox really fan, you just made my like my heart skip a beat. But oh my god! Here, here's here's your. Here's my explanation behind it. Mm-hmm. If you don't go into rebuild mode now, you're going to have Mookie Betts, who people think he's going to leave in free agency. Probably. Or he's just going to age and not go anywhere. Probably. Same thing with their other good players. They're either going to leave in free agency or they're going to age. If you yeah. trade them now, you're going to get a really good farm system. Yeah. You trade them right before you want to trade them, that's when you're going to get the highest value. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, either, either Mookie or... Uh, and that's how you rebuild the farm system. Is saying goodbye. And then you draft well, and then in, in, in three, four years, they're going to be back there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, and it's not, it's not like they don't know this, too. They, they know how baseball works. They're, they're probably thinking about who they're trading next, right? I would probably say that the Red Sox is probably the most disappointing season about, of any team this year. Just off of the World Series win last year, you yeah, expect them to be in the postseason or just talked about. Or at least even like. Yeah, I mean they're barely over five hundred right now. They were con- like kind of contending for a wild card spot, but now they're like 10, 10 plus games back. Like, yeah, this is not the team we expected. You know, I don't know if that's just because of the whole Dave Dombrowski situation. I, I honestly forget if we who we got rid of and who we picked up. 
just from last year to this year, but not what I expected as a fan. Yeah, it is disappointing. But I'm about at the same time. I'm just not as bad as Mariners fans. So. <laughs> uh, no, but I think the Mariners did the right thing. Um, I do. I, I think they did the right thing. You're right. I think you're they, right. I think they kind of avoided a total rebuild. Honestly. You're in like I mean, semi-rebuild mode. Like, and I think they sh- I think they should go balls to the wall with it. Like, mm-hmm. for, get rid of absolutely everything. Like, <laughs> where would Kyle Seager go? Get rid of Get rid of D Gordon. Get rid of Mitch Hanniger. Get rid of every. Oh anything. damn! You wanted to say goodbye to everybody. I thought Mitch Hanniger was the one to stay though. I I I love Mitch Hanniger. Uh, I love D Gordon. I love those guys. Great players. Great people. But as an organization. You're trying to win baseball games. This is an organization that hasn't made True. the playoffs in 18 years. They've never been in a World Series. It's so sad. Like, the peop- the, the fans of Seattle deserve to see the Mariners com- competitive. Yeah. Okay, Seattle's not a bad city. They have a great football team. They're a great oh. organization. If you make that, if you just, if you, like, when they're competitive again and their farm system is coming up, mm-hmm. uh, they, they have a temp- top 10 farm system in yeah. baseball right now. Yeah. Arguably. Yeah. Uh, with with how their prospects have been playing lately, it's, oh, prob- for sure. it's probably closer to top five, but yeah. top ten. Anyway, you get you're gonna get all those prospects up, and you're gonna have one or two holes that you could have filled if you mm-hmm. had traded these couple players years ago. Yeah, I'm just saying postseason baseball in Seattle that would be fun. It it, it will be. <laughs> oh, okay, Koffler. That's I guess a- speaking of. The, that farm system, and this is I've been one in touch. Oh, okay, yeah. Here, hold up, long. hold up. Uh, uh, let me ask the question. I'll do a quick countdown. We'll see who we all say. Uh, who's your favorite September call up? Three, two, one. Kyle Lewis. Lewis. Kyle Lewis. <laughs> I, I didn't even say anything because I. We all knew it was Kyle Lewis. <laughs> Kyle Lewis, man. I'll you take it. away. You two should take the lead on this. I. I this is definitely I, you guys' like fanboy moment. Yeah, Kyle Lewis. I. Just wait till Julio Rodriguez gets called yeah. up. Oh my god, I can't about Julio Rodriguez. Kyle Lewis. What's not to like? I know, right? You can do everything. Yo, I'm just saying, there's a thing, like, when you hit a home run, and I see players do their thing once they hit it, it's, like, remind, like he has this, like, swagger to him that just elevates the well, game. he hit a home run and it's his first hit. I was at that game. I got it on video. Oh, the next god. night, and it's to break up a no-hitter, the next night he does it again. And then to break the next, up a no hitter. Break yeah. up a no hitter against Trevor Bauer and Sonny Gray. Those are two elite lit- pitchers. Yeah, elite to you know above, like just above average, average pitchers at least. Yeah, at least. And then the night after that, I don't remember who it was off. Doesn't matter. But it was four hundred and fifty-seven feet, <laughs> and it was so effortless. It was just he just stuck yeah. his bat out there. And also he was three for th- two for two before you hit that home run. Yeah. And then I don't think he got the he was cycle. Two for but. two with this, the double and a single, and I'm watching the game, and I watched the whole game, and. He, as soon as it made contact, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the longest home run of the season for the Mariners in his third game. <laughs> I didn't know and that. Then, <laughs> and then later in that game, the Mariner, he hit that home run and the Mariners are winning 5-3 to three or something. And then the Reds came back and scored like nine runs in the last two innings of that game. Hashtag of that game. Seattle Mariners baseball. Um, but um, another person making their debut for the Mariners, Art Warren, he gets in a jam and he... But he gives he gives up a pop up to I'm forgetting the batter's name, and Kyle Lewis runs from right field to foul territory, slides and makes the catch, which is a great play for a rookie. Like this yeah. guy had a great career game right there, and, and it's his rookie. Yeah, and I, I mean 
I read something. He's put up like point four WAR. Yeah. In four games or something like that. Mm-hmm. And which is higher than like Rogan Odor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's higher than Rogan Odor and uh, Nomar Mazzara. Is that true? His Are they, their WAR is, that low? That's his, his WAR right now, as of like four games. Second, yes, is point oh three. That's it's still kind of crazy. Yeah. It was point oh four, but oh. And he's one of two. Uh, he was the second player ever to homer in his first three games. Yeah, the other one was Trevor, Trevor Story. Story. Yeah. But if you think about it this way, Exit Velo was like ninety-four miles an hour, I believe. That was a that's he tanked that then. That was a high ball then. No, what? that's like his average Exit Velo. Oh, that's his average. And that one that yeah, he but hit went yard on was like one hundred six. Oh, okay, that makes you, sense. If you look at Kyle Lewis uh, in his minor league career, he's batting like two sixty. Uh, in in Double A Arkansas, but he was also in probably the the, the biggest pitcher friendly park in all of minor league baseball. Yeah, Dickie Stevens Stadium or Dickie Stevens Park, I don't know. <laughs> and in two sixty two, but he was leading the entire roster in uh, exit velo, hard hit balls, all that all that stuff with really great prospects on that team too. Jared Kalenic, uh Evan White. Some really good names, uh, and he's been hitting the ball hard. And he was getting punished for being there, but yeah. Well, now he's up, right? And now he's up. Hopefully, he's doing he can his stay stuff. Up. Yeah, uh, I think I don't think I mean. I don't see him going back down after though after those games. True. It's like how could you set him down? Because yeah. I don't. I mean, he'll definitely finish the year with the Mariners. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens next year. What well, was the best? Well, the best part, in my opinion, was that the. Uh, he was drafted twenty sixteen, and yeah. he just. Yeah, he busses ACL. His ACL freaking exploded. On a, on a home plate collision. On a home plate collision. His ACL. Oh, his first year playing in the minor leagues. 30 oh. games in, his ACL just exploded. And then <coughs> people were saying that he wouldn't be able to play baseball again. Oh. That's how bad this ACL tear was. Damn, well, look at him now. He was back and forth for the next two years. and That's one of, that's a hell of a story. It is. That is Missed Mariners spring training last year. This year was his first MLB spring training. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no, he had a crazy preseason. Yeah. Uh, that's just a... Just a cool yeah, no, we're, we're really just slobbing his knob right now, but, like, uh, yeah. Kyle Lewis is something to watch. And no one's talking about it. Uh, I, it's because we... I mean, we talk about it because it's, like, that's the only that's thing the Mariners... Close. I know. But my point is, like, MLB didn't post anything about it. Yeah. They got no recognition. But if you want to see some posts about it, follow at the Dugout Discussion, or Dugout Discussion on Instagram. <laughs> Shout out. I know it was funny. I <laughs> the com- my my question was like uh, uh was this the highlight of the season? And then Max commented yes. I was like yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> the only. Good yeah, was, I mean, like yeah. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, could you tell me what the other highlight would have been? No. Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess so. That's my player of the week. That's my favorite September call. That's just everything. Except that's not my favorite moment. I think my favorite moment is we're going to have to take it back, I think, at about a, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, a pitcher named Aaron Barrett. Ever hear of him? No. No? Who's, who's Aaron Barrett? He's a pitcher for the uh, Nationals. Um, <laughs> he hadn't pitched since, like, 2015. Oh, I he saw the like story. Yep, 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 yep. And he comes back, throws a scoreless inning against the Braves, and just... He was, it was, he was emotional in the dugout, crying. right? And that's, just, that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Good for him. That's... And pitched in four years. And that's just I know, right? And then to come back and do that, it, it must is, feel good. And, I mean, I 
all I can say is good for him. That's off. That's a grind. And that's are, just, we, are we getting into moments of the week then? Is that your moment? Okay. That was my moment, yeah. Okay. Should say, though, didn't tell you boys about this. This uh, this part has been sponsored by Luxury MLB Stats on Instagram. Gave me five bucks to do the shout-out. So Wait, follow them. The yeah, for a player and moment of the week. Follow Luxury MLB Stats on Instagram. There That's you go. That's kind of dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, we got, we got a sponsor. <laughs> Let's go. I, I, I DM'd him. I was like, can I get paid for this? And he was like, I'll give you five. I was like, sure. Yeah, follow uh, Luxury MLB Stats. Yeah, that's where I get most of our stats. I think awesome. I send you guys from that from time to time. So that's follow dope. them. That's dope. Yeah, follow them. At Luxury MLB Stats. That's my moment of the week right there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I guess I should say my player of the week is Eugene Suarez, but we kind of commented on that. He was going off. He had like, he's not content for the home run leader. His slash line for the past week was 391 average, four home runs, eight RBIs, three walks, and a thousand four hundred OPS. So noteworthy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, my, no. My player of the week. I mentioned him briefly earlier, but Marcus Simeon. Oh uh, yeah, you. That yeah. W- has he been popping over off or the, something? Over the last week, he's been hitting three home runs, eight RBIs. For him, that's crazy. Uh, 12 hits in 29 at-bats. Uh, I, 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 the reason I picked him over other players is just because of how much he's helping his team win. I think True. His performance is more is greater in a sense, right? It has yeah. more meaning behind it. Um, as for my moment of the week, uh, depressing, but we haven't talked about it once, is Christian Yelich. I know. Yeah. It's... It, it's a, that's rough. I hate how legit it just has to be the perfectest of timing, right? Like, if he was just this, like, an inch above or whatever, it would never have hit his knee in a sense, right? He didn't swing. That's tough. Because all of our MVP talk is not necessarily gone, but it's gone. Yeah. Uh, it's all but gone. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Bellinger is going to win now. And but, like, truly. You just feel for the guy. I mean... Given they're, they're riding this guy hard to take him, them take the Milwaukee Brewers into the postseason and do damage. And I know they put everything on his shoulders, which is tough. And don't get me wrong, I still think they could make the playoffs without him. I think it's going to be a lot harder because of how big of a part to that team he was. Yeah, true. He was. I mean, he was the core player, right? Without him, you know, they have they have good players, but they they've lost their star. Yeah, it's it's really. I would say I will say the silver lining of this though is that it was a crazy injury. I mean, it was still bad, but he's out to I think at most eight weeks, so he'll be back next time. Yeah, he'll be fine for next year. But you, have you know, to- as as a Brewer fan, this is devastating. As a baseball fan, this is devastating. But uh, you know, yeah, the, we will see. We will game, see him again. They're a game and a half outside of the wild card. I, I definitely think it's possible, especially because of the the team that's in the second place for wild card of the Cubs. And they probably play them again. Probably, right? Um, I mean, those are always the best. Just uh, wasn't it? I forget what the team was last year. They but. don't play again. Oh, damn. The Brewers and the Cubs do not play again. I'm pretty sure the Brewers are one game back. Last time They're game and a half. They're half game back. Half yeah. game back. Yeah. Game and a half. Oh, game, game and, and a half. half. Apologies. Yeah, that that's gonna be tough. But they are. Uh, and the and the Cubs have a relatively easy schedule. Ah, wait. I take that back. Don't they play? They play. They play the Reds for three, and then they play the Cardinals for four. Which and then is they play the Pirates for three, and then the Cardinals for three. That Cardinals matchup is probably Twice. their yeah. Is their is their toughest? And that and they if they they could that's a division right there. Yeah. That could be that could definitely be a division right there. Um, 
Do you think that Yelich being out rules out the Brewers? Uh, I'd definitely say whatever their odds were before, it's like half of that now. I didn't think they had great chances. I mean, the NL is stacked, and I think I could have seen them in the wild card game. I don't think I could see them winning that game, even with Yelich. True. Wasn't he not necessarily a bust last year, but definitely didn't perform to what he was capable of in the postseason last year? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was underwhelming of what he could, what his potential for that. Or I think a lot about all these players and teams. And yeah, uh, who's on the Brewers besides Yelich? They're out of gas. Mustakis, Kane, Arcia, Ryan Braun has been on the Brewers for as long. Yeah, as Eric Thames. They have players. I think that. Uh, I think they lack pitching. Yeah, they they lack depth. I think they have the, the like a good. One two guy, but I don't think they have anything past that. I can't. I, I can't even name it. A starting. And who's the prospect they, they gave up to the the the, the Marlins to get Yelich? Oh, uh, they actually gave up a bunch. It was um, Brins? Lewis Brinson. Brinson Lewis Brinson for the yeah. Like he's a bust though. Hopefully not. I mean, that's some yeah. Uh, there's another guy, and then there was the dude that was called up who homered off to Grom about a month ago. Uh, it, Isaac Diaz. That's Son, a name. Diaz. Diaz is a name. I f- sounds familiar. Yeah, Brinson's been pretty bad. Uh, is it? Oh, is it a something with an A? Diaz. I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. He's son. he's played 62 games this year, Brinson. and he's hit. He was hitting. Well, okay. Well, I'll say he's played. He's played three years. In his first year, 2017, he only had 21 at bats. Last year, he had 109. Or no. He played in 21 games in 2017. In 18, he played in 109 games. And in this year, he's only played in 62 games, which gives him a career batting average of 187. <laughs> I mean, what's that, what's that career OPS? The career OPS right now is 542. That's awful. Uh, his slugging is 303, and his on-base is 239. I just said that in complete opposite order of how I should have said it. But <laughs> I was like, where is he going? This is backwards. <laughs> That's an awful slash line. But, yeah. That's, I, yeah, God, I mean, But, given he's only played, like, a full season, really. Yeah. He's played basically a season and a half, give or take. Mm. Do you guys think that the rookie of the year determines their career? Like, if you're the rookie of the year, you're going to have a great, like, a great career? No. No, I think you see a lot of flukes. I think it's possible to fluke. Yeah, true. Yeah, pretty much. The Rookie of the Year, a lot of the time, at least hitters, when hitters win Rookie of the Year, just because teams don't know how to pitch to them. That's true. There's a, there's a lot of cases of, like, you're... Who was it? There's someone that was insanely good, but then they learned how to pitch against him, and then he just wasn't anything. It was Bellinger. Oh, Bellinger. yeah. I mean, there, I think there's a case for every player that was crazy, but after, once the season's end, it's... It's interesting how like teams will just take time to study certain pitchers just to help you out. Or it's crazy. Well, the thing a lot about rookies and why you have to be careful about liking them so much. I know you were just hyping up Kyle Lewis so much. It was because they could just that, have <laughs> that. Uh, teams will attack rookies if they don't have a scouting report on them the same way. Throw them yeah. the fastball. See if they can hit the fastball. It's very like yeah, true. If you if you're watching, I don't know how closely all of you watch particular matchups with pitchers and hitters, 
but pitchers will attack hitters differently in the same way, and the most common strategy is uh, up, down, left, right, or some order of that uh, in the strike zone. So they'll throw them a fastball up, and then a slider down, mm-hmm. and then a fastball to the left side, and then fastball yeah. in, or whatever order. It's usually pretty basic, and that's usually how pitchers attack uh, rookies. Yeah, well, just, like, figure out how they're feeling about how they're pitching. And then and then after a year of that, they have a scouting report. Hey, this guy can't hit the curveball, so then they start throwing in more curveballs yeah. the next year, and he can't hit them. Mm-hmm. Which great, I, great example from Seattle here is Daniel Vogelback. Yeah. Uh, pitchers have just kind of learned how to pitch. Throw to him, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, because... He I doesn't. He doesn't swing the bat a lot. Exactly. So if you can paint the edges with this guy, uh, yeah, he gets and you're caught looking the umpire, hella. Uh, then you're gonna punch him out a lot. Yeah. Uh, and that and that's basically what's happened. Uh, pitchers have tried to get more aggressive on him, and he hasn't done as well. It's the All Star break. Which I but. which I always find amazing. It's like pitchers are always are known for making the adjustment against certain batters and certain hitters, right? But hitters are never making the adjustment against certain pitches. I've never seen. It's hard though. I mean, yeah, I mean for sure. Mile an hour fastball and a ninety mile an hour. But if I knew my weakness going to the off season was like elevated fastball in, all I'd be swinging at or practicing rather would be that pitch. So I feel like. I don't know. I just it seems like there's a history of pit, uh, batters never like picking up on their weaknesses, or at least wanting to uh, like help help uh, hinder it. Well, we're on this topic of rookies. Uh, rookie of the year for American League. Uh, uh, who who could it be? Truly, who is it? Uh, people are saying Jordan Alvarez. I want Jordan Alvarez. He's I think, hitting. I think it'll be him. I think that uh, batting average is three sixteen on base, four fifteen slugging, six sixty two. His OPS yeah. is just over a yeah. thousand. No, I always go like the three, four, five route on that. It's like if it starts with those numbers, it's usually good. And he just skipped the five on slugging, went to six. So I think he's got my vote. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got it. Um, I don't think it. I. But he's only played in seventy five games. Yeah, but he's got hype behind him, and I think uh, it, as much as we always say, the postseason doesn't count, but it counts. So yeah. uh, what he does in the postseason will be a telltale sign of if he gets it or not. I think it. Yeah, I, I think it'll be him. I think and Vlad Guerrero is going to get some votes. I don't think he deserves it, but I think he's going to get some votes. True, he's, he's, so, a, he's, he's just great, getting all the great rookie year. Don't get me wrong; it's not as uh, yeah, it's just not as flashy. As Alvarez, but yeah, his slash uh, is 270, 342, 444, and then OPS is seven eighty six. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's just really good. It's better than on the league average. Uh, Bichette I, will probably get some votes. Too. Oh, he, honestly, I just hate how he looks. <laughs> Bo Bichette. You, you know what he looks like? He looks like a fresh, like a, a freshman in college. Yeah. Like a like a true. Like you're right. It's like. He, he doesn't like look like an kid. adult, but, like, he could yeah, be in my rec softball league later he's tonight. Also played, yeah. like, <laughs> he's, also, he's also only played 41 games. Shit, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's just, a, like, a lot of these rookies just are getting hyped, and it's just a matter of the media portrays it in that way. And a lot of these, I think the the, the true test of if you're going to win the rookie is if you're on a team that wins. Like, then you'll just even get more coverage, yeah. as in, like, Alonzo. Yeah, so, oh yeah, and Rookie of the Year for the National League is, I think, is in the bag in a sense. It's Alonso. It's if you, if yeah. somehow someone else wins it, I think it's going to be hands up in the air and like, what were you thinking, right? Yeah, but. it's, no, it's, it's Alonso. It's obvious to me. Yeah. It's obvious to me. Um, I don't think there's even an argument there for like a case for anybody else. 
No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, if Tatis stayed healthy, then there would be, but that's not that didn't happen. That's not the case. Yeah, it, it's it's Alonso. Uh, um, speaking of other awards, Shinjin uh, Ryu. Oh is he, yeah, is he still the Cy Young in the? National I've heard. I've looked. I looked at uh, like a website. I mean, what's his competition right now? It's it's, it's Degrom. Uh, isn't it DeGrom? Yeah, but I saw, like, on a list or whatever that he was, like, ranked, like, fifth on expected to win the Cy Young Award. So, I mean, that was, like, of the of the recent weeks. I was like, damn, he really went from just, like, guaranteed to just getting shelled by the Yankees once to just not. No, he's been collapsing. True. If he, if he, do you think the the pressure got to him? He was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta do this another I, couple months." He's, he's never I think a full season, and it seemed like it. He lost it on that Sunday night baseball against True. Uh, the, Yankees? the Yankees. I mean, we we said back then that was like the test, right? Like, yeah, are you ready to get it going? And it kind of showed that he wasn't. Um, I if he I think he ran out of gas. True. If he, if he continues to lead the league in ERA, I think he's gonna have a good chance. Yeah. That's how it was last year with Degrom. I love Degrom like legitimately deserved it last yeah. year. I like how it was. I hate how people always ha- like had the other opinion for him. It was like, are you serious? It's like he's just on a crappy team this year. He can't do anything about that. And he and also Degrom is still nine and eight this year. The th- yeah. The thing about Ryu and why why I think he's fallen off the last few weeks, the last or so mm-hmm. is. He hasn't pitched this many innings yeah, in his career. Oh, true. Yeah, he's he's kind of hitting his wall in so a sense. In 2013, he almost eclipsed 200 innings. He pitched 192, and the following year is 152. But then he did not play in 2015. He was hurt. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, he, right now he's at 161 innings pitched, mm-hmm. almost 162. Has and he always he, been on the Dodgers? Yeah. Oh, okay, I got a point. And then. he hasn't pitched that, that many innings since 2014. Yeah, I think it's funny. <laughs> I get tired of throwing 15 innings on the season. Oh I yeah, can't even imagine 160. Yeah, no, it's so true. <laughs> uh, I think the case though here is just like this is this is the difference from a great pitcher and an elite pitcher in a sense. I think most pitchers... Can you do it for 200 innings? Yeah, like most of these elite pitchers, one, have been on a team that has had a losing record before and they've had to put their team on their back and like get them somewhere. Felix Hernandez, where you at? <laughs> uh, Scherzer, back with Detroit, like he was an elite pitcher. and too. I mean, exactly. Like these two guys were on dog crap... Yeah, dog shit teams, <laughs> and and like just had to perform at a higher level, right? Like they had to do what was asked and more. Absolutely. And Ryu has always been on the Dodgers, right? Like, come on, dude, I got a, I got a lineup that's gonna hit, give me five runs, easy. He's not even the best pitcher on the Dodgers. Exactly, there's, right? There's a good question. Yeah, and and that's like the argument, right? It's like who is even their number one? Here's a good question. When teams have their ace going out to pitch like DeGrom level, Verlander level, do you think the offense thinks, oh, we can just score one or two tonight and call it good, and they kind of coast? Do you think Do you think that's the mindset? No, I think the mindset, whenever it's like playing a pitcher like that, is just like, I'm... At least when I played it, it's not like I was like I knew the pitcher stat cast report right, but like it's like I you know I know my zone, I know what I'm looking for. You know, you read his pitching, and they always they have tablets on the side of the game in the dugout. They know what they're looking at. They have the mentality of like I'm looking for this pitch. If I get it, I'm hitting it. So I think uh, I just I just I just think that offenses in general they'll have their ace go out there against whatever team, and as long as their ace isn't out there, they're like, oh, we can 
Okay, yeah, I guess off. you're right, right? Because I, yeah, in yeah. a sense, like it's. Like, we don't need like. Why would I go out there and why would us as a one through nine lineup go out there and try and score seven runs? Oh, I have, I think we have Degrom out there who's gonna give up one over eight. Yeah, no, I think it's ignorant to think that they aren't thinking about the pitcher they're facing, right? Sure. And and like it's, I would be scared no matter who I was if I was going up against Verlander in a, like in any situation. I think Verlander's got street crab. True, true. He's <laughs> on and off the I field. Think, I think yeah, and I'll, I'll tell field. you about this right now because Jack and I actually, we've we sort of we've been in a situation like that. Um, Jason Schroeder. Oh yeah. He was. Uh, Astros prospect. By the Astros in the second round of 2018, uh, we faced off against him. Yeah. Played for Juanita High School. Yes. Yeah. Juanita's a. When was he drafted? Shit. 2018. In what round? Second. Jeez. Yeah. No, he, he was. The Astros. Yeah. He's he's playing okay, like and you guys, and, you guys right now, fa- and you guys faced him. And yeah. what's this like? What's this like when you're in the box? It was terrifying. I mean, it's not. It's it's because you're going against like 70 to 80 the rest of the year, and then Jason Schroeder comes up, and you're like, oh, 94. yeah, you're like, oh, this is I'm not at the I right level anymore. This is college. I, I had one at bat against him, and I fouled a pitch off. Yeah, that was that was the highlight of your season too. I, was, I think it was freshman year. Yeah. Actually, back? no, the highlight. The highlight. You fouled of, straight back. I think it's just to the right side. <laughs> <laughs> I think. The highlight of my season was striking him out in that game. Oh, yeah. When I pitched. There's mm-hmm. a curveball. I struck him out. The yeah, no. of Jason Schroeder. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> I mean. That was awesome. But <laughs> given he is a Washington native, and I think okay. we root for him no matter I'm, what. I'm about to get on this. Okay, so. Also, by the way, Juanita, here's, not here's my you. Here's my experience with this. So there is a former Oregon State University pitcher. You guys might have heard of him. Luke Heimlich. Have you heard of this guy? Certainly. Anyway, this guy was the best college pitcher in all of college baseball on Oregon State University in his entire tenure there. And he didn't get drafted. Best what? college pitcher. He uh, was accused of sexual assault. Uh, oh, yeah, but I heard that story. Yeah. Right. Nah. Anyway, this guy's younger brother pitches on a team that is in my league. Uh-huh. And God, I've had to tough. face this guy every single year. Mm-hmm. I, and I think... Is he in? I can't remember if he's in my grade or if he just graduated. Yeah. But this guy was a stud too. This guy's throwing high eighties, low nineties, and stepping in the box against this guy is terrifying. Yeah, no, it's there's a. But there's then I have a player on my team. He'll go pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to come back when you got that against me. <laughs> But God, no, that'd be. I, I can. I would never pitch again. I'd be like, come on, dog. Throw I can, down the ball. I know. Oh, just get me out of here. And trust me, high school baseball is ruthless. If your coach isn't paying attention, we will say the dumbest things to you. <laughs> For crying out um, loud, my nickname throughout the year was Triple X. You know, come on now. <laughs> Remember last year? I don't want to get too into this because we got more stuff to talk about. But uh, USC commit. <laughs> There's a kid who was a coach's kid uh, committed to USC to play one year just because his dad played there. Yeah, Bellevue kid, right? Yeah. Shortstop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just a douchebag. I know. It was like. He kept giving him so much shit. Like, he struck out, I think he struck out three times in one game against, like. Us. Us. And yeah. USC. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every play, there was like he had an error at at short. We were you, he made, USC. He made three errors in one game. Yeah, I know. We would yell USC, USC every single time. It was hilarious. Oh man, yeah, that was a good day. No, those are the highlights. Even when we lost, we found a way to win. <laughs> 
You couldn't have watered any part of a boat. Jack? No, sorry. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, oh, man. Coach, oh my, that was one of the funnier times of my, of my career. All right. Uh, okay, we got to get back on, like, MLB guess, stuff. Okay. Um, all right, I'll say it. All right, you think the Nationals are going to make the playoffs? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Wild card? Yeah, for sure. What do you think? Let's look at the standings. True, I was about I to pull them up, too. They're 81. Cool. Uh, they're, they're definitely not going to win their division, that's for sure. With the Braves um, in there, nobody's Yeah, I, I was... Let's see what their remaining schedule oh. is. Uh, so their remaining schedule is they play they play against the Braves tomorrow. And then they have the they have the Cardinals. They have to go to St. Louis to play the Cardinals. And then they play the Marlins. They play the Phillies. Uh, and then they play the Indians... Wow. That's a pretty tough schedule. I was going to say, that's actually, uh, we shouldn't count any of the other teams out then, right? That's a tough time to, tough lineups to go through. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's but, I mean, the Nationals are hot right now. It's weird, right? The Nationals, they, they're a good team. The Nationals are also have a two-game jump. On True, the yeah, exactly. They, they, they are ahead of a they lot of them. Cushion. They They take care of business against these teams. And they, True. All they have to do is go even. Right, even if not win, to get more cushion. But they need to, they need to at least win the series against the Cardinals, or the Phillies. Yeah, Phillies is probably they more need important. To, they need to win two of their series. They need to sweep the Marlins. Yeah, which on paper is easy, I guess. Yeah, but when you're playing when you're playing a divisional opponent, like true. Also, really it's funny. Uh, usually, teams that are losing, they find a way to just like win somehow. At the end of the year, yeah. it's weird. This it's because like their mindset is like, I want to just screw this team over. To watch crappy teams play this time of year is fun because they, for some reason they play better. Yeah, no. Uh, it's like it's like the teams that are really hot and they're playing so well, they're trying too hard. Yeah, no. That, guys who aren't trying at all. That's kind of like my, my moan of the week is uh, when Detroit walked it off against the Yankees <laughs> just because it was just them. This is like... <laughs> You should have seen Yankees fans on Twitter. That was hilarious. I don't, and they get so over now. It's over. It's over. It's gone. It's gone. Imagine trying to win the World Series with this team. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's all. It's like. (laughs) uh, Someone tweeted them. It's like, hey, it's time to rebuild. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. No, (laughs) baseball's funny when you on Twitter. Hey, the speaking of dog shit teams. Tigers and the Orioles playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> An elite head-to-head matchup guess, against guess, the last so place team. Bottom of the fifth inning. Guess, guess what the score is. Uh, oh. oh, it's got to be 0-0. Yeah, right? 2 nothing, Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know what the funny thing is? Some Detroit fan put money on this game. <laughs> Some Detroit fan's like, this is it. A thousand bucks. He's like talking to his wife. He's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> we need the money. You can't stop me. <laughs> She's like, you bet the whole season away. <laughs> you put our house on the line. Uh, the Tigers have lost 103 games this year, too. <laughs> we're still Imagine games. being a Detroit fan going in this year. Like 15 more games. Oh, God. They might be 118 lost. Hey, they, yeah, I know. Exactly. They, they have Casey Mize already. They have they're gonna have another number one overall pick. Like they're gonna, like they're gonna have, they're gonna be stacked. All these teams we keep making fun of right now, except for the Orioles, are a team to make, uh, to yeah, team to watch later on. The questions out of all the teams that are just dog shit right now, who has the brightest future? Yeah, I would say Kansas City. 
I don't know, not necessarily I don't know why. It's just I like how they're managing their team and who's on their team. And I feel like... It's not the Orioles. I'm telling you right now that the Orioles... What are they doing? They do nothing. They've been doing nothing for 10 years. Not 10. They, not 10. They were in the postseason like five years ago. They're so bad they're rebuilding, but they like don't 10. have great prospects. No. They don't have a, a direction. Like the Chris, just, I mean, just after, suck, after the know? Chris Davis signing for that extension or that contract, rather, it just was... Yeah, and on Sunday they're pitching a guy named Asher. Don't Wood talk to me about it. Don't talk. Who is that? He's too. He, we picked him up off the side of the street. That's who he is. <laughs> you want to pitch for us? Whoa! <laughs> you throw a ball? Great. The, get up. The, the, the one, have, the one yeah. bright spot they do have is uh, Adley Rutschman. Oh, uh, that's very true. The he's, number one prospect out he's of like college. He's a top five prospect right now. Yeah, no. He's number six, and he just got drafted. Yeah, he no, and he and he's sailing baseball. through the minor leagues right now. Like he yeah. like he like busted ass in that. Uh, what's the before single A? What's that? Class A advanced. Uh, yeah, what so the hell goes, is that? It goes. It goes rookie A, A high A. That's what it was. Yeah, he high went through that s- stuff already. All right, so I'm. I'm so. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with scouting grades, it's based on a twenty to forty, a twenty to eighty skill. Uh, my mistake. It wasn't gr- and gr- so lads. they they what 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 these scouts do is they grade uh, their hit grade, power, run, their arm, their fielding, and then they give them an overall. Yeah, it's like the five t- tool. It, it's like a five tool. It's a grading system to yeah. see oh how well does this prospect rank up against other ones, yeah. and eighty is the best you can get. 40 is about average, and then 20 is worse. Uh, Adley Rutschman, his hit is 60, his power is 60, his run is 40, his arm is 60, and his fielding is 60. His overall is 65. For someone who has not even played an entire year in minor league baseball to have a 60-grade anything Mm -hmm. is insane. An overall of 65 grade might sound to the naked eye and then to the might look to the naked eye as a, like a not great. Yeah, but it's 65 actually 65 is really really It's good. insane for for someone of that young, that quick, you know. It, it it's 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 cool to see. Wasn't Guerrero Vlad Jr. the 80 hit 80 hit tool, which is Mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the, but the Orioles do have, their top four prospects are in the MLB top 100. Barely, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, so, well, actually, I mean, their their number four prospect is 66 in all of them in yeah, the top 100. That's not bad. Which isn't bad. But, I mean, all but, I'm but their farm system, after like, their, their farm system is kind of top-heavy. All I'm saying for the Orioles and Adley Rutschman, you can't fuck this up. You can't. If no. if you mess this up, that's just embarrassing. That's beyond embarrassing. I read I read a comparison. He was being compared with Adley uh, Bryce Harper. Adley Rutgers. Going to be the next Bryce Harper. Oh, well, I mean, on if current. Man, that I doesn't cannot sound... wait until the next prospect ranking comes out in the next. Oh uh, yeah. MLB farm system rankings. Oh, you know what? Something we should do when the season ends: our top one hundred players. Definitely, like ten each week or something. Yeah, go yeah. from one hundred to that'd be dope. <laughs> Guess who number one is? It's one of the three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like you. Just can't. You can't mess it up. You know, you can't with Adley Rutschman. This is. A I mean, it's a, it's a one in a, once in a lifetime player, right? It's yeah, like it's supposedly. You, you're oh, looking. You're looking at your. It could be. He's a. He is a catcher. 
I know. If, if he proceeds like he is, this is your franchise player as the Orioles, right? You know, as Lindor is to Cleveland, as Adley Rutschmanson is to the Orioles, potentially. You just can't mess it up. They will, though. Knock on wood. Yep, you just knocked on plastic. Plastic table. Uh, um, okay. Uh, yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want to talk about one more thing, and then we'll get into the controversial. Yeah. Are we? Topic. Have we gone over all our stuff? Not, uh, not like saying we haven't. It's, we've I mean, touched like, on pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, no, we've just been having fun with it, truly. <laughs> um, I want to talk on one thing, and it kind of goes into what we're going to be talking about next week. Um... Acuna? Bro, Acuna. Acuna? There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm white. It's okay. Uh, Acuna. He, we talked about it a few weeks ago being 40-40. None of, us oh. thought, none of us thought it would happen. Right now, he's 39-36, and 36, and there's 15 games to play. That's he's so doable. That's so doable. He's going to eclipse 40 home runs. 40 home runs is going to And happen. he's going to run wild. I said I did I said I don't know if he's going to get there but if he gets to 40 home runs and he's anywhere close in the stealing base department they're going to let him loose. Uh and I think that the ho- the stealing is going to be the toughest part. If I it's cuz the, the teams know. And ever yeah, everyone knows. He just he just uh he was there's a video that happened this, this week. I don't I can't remember who they were playing. Playing some AL East team or NL East team, I think. Phillies. The Phillies, right. And the announcers are, they have this zoomed out uh, picture of the pitcher and Acuna taking like a 15-foot lead off the base. <coughs> and they're like, Acuna knows exactly how far to get off the base, exactly how long he needs to get back, and all this other jazz. Anyway, while they're hyping this guy up for taking the He gets leads, picked off or something? He gets picked off. <laughs> 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 and, that's, and that's just how big of a lead he's going to take. Oh, I mean, I, th- I, th- I, 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 think, I think in his case and his mindset, at least, is like, we got, they, essentially, they got the division, right? Yeah. It's, so, so, so it's, I think he's if he's like, it's like, if I get a single, I don't give a f- flying fuck what your sign is. I'm taking second base. Well, it's if he possible. gets, if when he gets 40-40 and he's able to have that in contract negotiations. Oh, bro. I mean, like, did you, did you not see what I brought to this table? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. More money. Keep it coming. The, the Braves are playing the Phillies. Uh, they're playing Washington right now. And they're playing the Phillies. And then they're playing... The Giants. And then they have a series against, I'm figuring this out right now, Kansas City. Uh, I think he's going to do it. You think so? Yeah. He's hit one more home run. The home run's going to happen. Yeah, no, I, it's, I feel like he's just going to run into a home run pretty much. Not like actual running, but like it's just going to happen. And then the last series that they have is against the Mets, looks like. Yeah, the Mets. And then... Possible. Not, I thought they were playing the Cardinals, but I guess that was another team. Yeah, no, it, it's it's. I, mean, it's gonna... I think it's. Uh, we're waiting on it. I think it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when. It's gonna be disappointing if he doesn't, though. I think it's definitely gonna be uh, like a sad thing to hear. It's like thirty nine and forty, yeah. off by one. Whatever the case is, it's gonna be very close. Yeah. Well, believe it or not. When you're negotiating with the front office for a for a deal, the difference between having a 40-40 season and a 40 and 39 season can yeah. be pretty significant. Yeah, I know. It's they all will the hold, front offices and organizations will hold it against you for not getting the one stolen base. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a player, though, I'd be like, well, I, I, I'll say I, I don't think he probably has an argument against it, but. 
right. Um, I guess that brings us to our controversial topic. Yeah, I guess uh, do you want to do extended net, right? Yeah, we can talk about the extended net. The extended net. Yeah, uh, I, I hate it. Thinking, I kind of want to touch on the shift too. Yeah, we can do both. It's not. It's not. It's not going to uh, hurt. So why don't we start with the net? Uh, I mean, I think it's of recent, right? Just because of the amount of injuries, aka like two, that uh, that had happened this year. I think at least big ones of people getting hurt from foul balls. So they extended the net all the way down to the foul poles. In, in uh, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. White. Yeah, White Sox. They did that. They also did it. I don't know if it's it's not Yankee Stadium, but the Yankees played a team recently that also had it. Uh, just overall, I'm not a fan of it, but I understand why they do it. Oh, I understand it. Um, I, my only argument I, is like, pay attention. Exactly. It, it, it says on all of the seats that you sit in, beware of flying objects leaving the field. And like, if you go to a baseball game, your mindset originally not it shouldn't be like I'm going to get hit by a baseball, but it should be like we're in a sport where I could like if something if I'm not paying attention, it's going to hurt. It's one thing if it's like a child, right? Like a five-year-old yeah. boy or girl or whatever that gets hit. It's like then it's on the parents' fault. It's like, what are you doing at that point? Why weren't you watching my the game? Po- my, my thought is, why are you sitting in the lower bowl in the one hundred level? Yeah, no, if you're not okay. paying attention. I think I think if you sit in the one hundred level, you should be watching the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand baseball is a is a slower sport and it's hard to pay. But you it's like you hours. you signed up for it by yeah, buying the ticket. You bought the ticket, but you bought you bought the attention. ticket. You need to you need to at least be somewhat aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not like oh MLB is being lame and making this safer. It's that they're gonna get lawsuits. Yeah. Oh, true. Because they they got a crazy lawsuit uh, from. Uh, one of the families just be, but like I, at the same time, it's like I don't get how you can have an argument well, it's there. Gonna, it's gonna take the wrong person getting hit for yeah, MLB true. To be in the shitter, like yeah, like some famous celebrity is gonna be there and their kid or them is gonna. Get oh hit by god! It, oh my god! MLB would be oh, it wouldn't be ruined by any means, but like it would definitely be a, a weird time to be a baseball player. I just I I I like you said I, I get that why they do it. The, the Nets, mm-hmm. but. I from, think from like a I'm not a ball hawk but like I do go to like I I want to get Maris, a ball. I went, yeah, I went to the Mariners game on Tuesday and I caught a Narvaez batting practice home. Yeah, bro, that's it's it, the best feeling. It, like fun moment uh, last year I went to a Mariners game with my family and it was a little bit back first base first baseline and uh I was just sitting there and I uh, I don't think it was last year. Was Cano still on the team last year? 2018. Yeah, okay, yeah. So Cano was it was like fifth inning. He was doing his like weird like underhand flip, and he came back to him, and I was like, I made like this weird like I, and he just tossed it to me, and I got it. I wouldn't get that feeling. I was so excited. I was like, this is the highlight of my life. I just got a ball from him, even though I already met him before, which is like the dumb part about the story. But like, it made it, you recognize you. It, yeah, I was like, I was like, ah, he knew, he knew, had no idea who I was though. Yeah. And I, and I think when you go to a baseball game, you want to, like, one thing that you got a baseball game at, like, no other sporting event is how intimate it is. Yeah. With how close you are to the game. Hey, you catch a ball. I got a story. Just keep talking. Hold on. You catch like, a ball, you keep it. Like, you're, you're, close, you're close. Like, you're watching. If you go to an NFL game, you don't see squat. Players uh, are you not. Can't, you, you can't see what a first down is. You can't really see what's going on. You're yeah. not very close to mm-hmm. the action unless you have really, really nice seats that are really, really expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
uh, hockey, you could argue. Is oh, I, I thought great. this. I thought hockey would be crap. I went to a game. It was actually super hockey exciting. Hockey is one of the most fun sports to see live. It's so true. So true. I've never even watched a hockey game. No, like if we hockey. if we get a chance to go to a hockey game, we should go. It's exciting. Um, Hold up, can I say something real quick? Yeah. That same day I, I caught that ball previously, or uh, at batting practice. No, it was on batting practice, and it was it was against the Blue Jays, right? So it was I was sitting in the first baseline where we're sitting, yeah. and I was just like, people were doing their thing right. I was trying to get a ball from whoever. I didn't, but I got close. Freddie Galvis, uh, uh, when he was on the Blue Jays, threw a ball to this Blue Jays fan right next to me. And like I like almost caught it and like I batted it away in a sense, and he just like gave me a look and did this like what the fuck man, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he ran up to me was like don't do that again. I was like oh my god, Freddie Galvis, how's it going? <laughs> Even though he's like talking trash to me. Uh, yeah, player interactions are the best, and I wouldn't get that if there was a fence. Uh, exactly. There was a net there. Like you would uh, best the best like player interaction you've ever had. Go. Oh, I got one. I got a few. I got a few too. I guess I'll limit it to my top three. Okay, yeah. Jesus Sucre tossed me a ball after he was done with a bullpen with Felix. It was a flat ground. Uh-huh. And I went over, I talked to him for a few minutes. Like, okay. How do you like, you know, being the yeah. being the catcher? Or how do you like catching Felix and stuff? Second, um, I met Felix Hernandez on my birthday. I made a sign. I was like, yo, it's my birthday. You can you get a photo with me? He came over, shook my hand a couple times, and I talked to him. He said, like, you know, you play ball and everything. It was two, three-minute conversation. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, so, so it was cool. when he was good too. Like, so it's so all even better. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, my best player interaction has got to be. Oh man, uh, who's that pitcher on the? Well, it can't be that great then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just forgetting his first name. Giolito, Lucas Giolito, yeah. Lucas Giolito. I it wasn't really long toss, but I played catch with him from the stands. Oh, for real? Okay. Oh, that never mind. That makes sense. A couple years ago, when he was uh, nobody, I, now he's killing he was, it. Yeah, yeah. But look at you out. now. Yeah, I, I played catch. Yeah. yeah, and he, he hit me right here every single time from 150 yeah. feet away when he was on the field, and I was you know in a yeah a, a, a seat like you know. I guess my cool. my three uh, my third is when I went to Hawaii uh, with for like a camp for baseball, but the place I was staying at was like a nice hotel, and the Giants manager for some reason was there. Yeah, and he was doing a whole seminar, and like I was able to go talk to him after. And it was like I was like I'm, I like baseball. <laughs> you're you're him. Like let's talk, and so it was like a nice five minute conversation. Real quick, yeah. You see his managerial record the other day. Was 
Yeah. We're going to get him on this podcast. Uh, we're going to. I, I, I texted him. I was like, hey, and he just didn't reply, but it makes sense. He's like on the injured list, and he's on I the, did. and it's also the regular season for the Indians, so. Yeah. Text him one more time after, like. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, 100 views on the first podcast. I know you want to come now. <laughs> we ha- yeah, yeah. Right, what's your what's your top three? I got top two. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of crazy we've all had experiences, though. Yeah, yeah. And my number two is not even a player. So I was probably, probably 12, mm-hmm. maybe, ele- maybe oh, I 11. I got the best one after this. And <laughs> I am going to travel to spring training with my family. Mm-hmm. And I hop on the plane, and I see Mariners broadcaster Dave, Dave Sims mm-hmm. on the plane. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm like a 12-year-old. I recognize this guy when I see him. I see him on TV First of all, all time. as a broadcaster, that must be the best, though, when I, a yeah. little kid recognizes you. Talk to him for a few minutes. Uh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that making my day. And then my number one is this last spring training, actually. I mm-hmm. made a few ventures down to Peoria. Um, I also recommend, if you guys have not been to spring training. Oh, I haven't been. I love it. We should it's go. Definitely. We should do a thing with that. I'm down. I'm t- Anything to go again. That is such a so fun. Such an awesome. Is it a, how how is it overall? Like just oh, it's a great experience, especially if you know the pro, if you know the. Players, oh, okay, I bet because you're farm system boy and you're farm system boy too, so this is probably hell of fun. Really friendly. It's Remember, really easy to get autographs. Really easy to talk. To oh, for real? Okay, okay, Number we should one go. Interaction was hardly an interaction, <laughs> but. <clears throat> Ichiro Suzuki, I got his autograph at oh. spring training this last year. Was it, was it just like a drive-by signing, or is it like a... Okay, here's the story. Everyone knows this guy's last spring training is this last year. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was pretty well documented, and so oh, he's, he's more friendly than he was in the past. Signed yeah. more autographs than he would have. Yeah. Lots of Japanese people there. Oh, for sure. It... For him and Otani. Anyway, oh, I'm yeah. at the Mariners practice facility, and... I always I got there right when they open. I go right to the fence, right where they're warming up before mm-hmm, they start mm-hmm. real practice. And I always camp out there because I know that's where you get the good players. Yeah. And I ran into my friend who was also there, and we are both smashed up against the fence <laughs> behind all these other people trying to get autographs. Uh-huh. And if it wasn't, if I didn't have enough room to breathe earlier, Ichiro walks over. Oh, okay. And 30 Japanese people. <laughs> 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 And and if I had six inches to have room, yeah, I had none. Yeah, access. it was gone. And I remember there was like the fence, and I couldn't even get my ball through the fence yeah. for him to sign. So but after did you hold it? Were you like after pulling the fence back, shoving my hand through, getting my hand stuck between the fence <laughs> and Ichiro Suzuki, I got him to sign my baseball. Yeah, and he's over here speaking Japanese. I don't say a word to him besides thank you. But that that was a pretty crazy That's interaction. Oh uh, no, I grew for up sure. Yeah, I have one more. I guess. Oh, you you go first because so, that reminded me. I don't know why this spaced my head, but. Would this be your number one then? Um, this this is definitely my number one. Okay. Um, uh, number two, number one. Um, I was going to spring training, very mm-hmm. similar to you. Uh, this was twenty seventeen, um, and me and my dad were. Uh, no, it was me and my dad, but then my brother and my mom were also going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. No, wait, scratch that. This is stupid. Wrong thing. <laughs> wrong wrong airport Me and my mom were going somewhere. My dad and my brother were going somewhere in Arizona. It was spring training time. Um, and Rick Riz, the Mariners. Rick uh, Riz, I love that name. He lives in my neighborhood. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah, Rick Riz. He was uh, he was waiting for his gate, or like for the plane. He was on the mm-hmm. same plane as my 
my my uh, my my dad and my brother not my plane and um he was just sitting there you know just a one leg cross over the other just yeah, sitting, as, just as you do as you do nothing he was just sitting and waiting not on his phone or anything and i went up to him i shook his hand i talked to them for 25 i remember minutes. you telling me this 20, yeah 25 minutes mm-hmm. just legit baseball yeah no it's it, it was 2017 he told me he thought Bellinger was going to win the, the Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. in in 2017. Oh, wow. And Look I didn't happened. know who that was. And you were like, cool, I can't and wait. Happened, and it happened. He told me he was uh, he was, he was was big on Gary Sanchez, but he thought he wasn't going to be as good as 2016. And look how that turned out. Yeah. The guy's a genius. And I, it was just so you know cool, is, so it's, cool it's, to talk to him. Oh, see, you got, you've, I haven't had a broadcasting experience, but like at least when in a situation where you can be alone with someone that has – like a say in MLB, it's always fun because you just get to talk it. You just pick their brain. Yeah, I know, and up. and you just like when I met Dan O'Tara and like anybody, I was like, just talk to me, just say anything, yeah. pretty much. I'll have a conversation with you about yeah. anything. I guess my number two or one, eh, probably two, uh, considering Dan O'Tara is the boy. But uh, I met Justin Bohr at a Mariners okay. game. Yoked, homeboy is stocked up. I was like, I'm a big guy, okay? Like, I'm I'm a decent-sized man, right? And I was like, I was a bitch to him, right? Justin Moore was just standing over me with broad shoulders like, sup, big fella? And I was, <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, and I was just like, I just, I was just like, oh, my God, Justin Bohr, signed my jersey. And then I was like, it was just a fun moment for me considering, like, he he was just so huge. It just felt surreal in the moment. And then I was like, hit a home run for me. This was batting practice. It wasn't a real game. And then he just launched one to second deck in right field. I was like, this is this is something that is crazy to me. Just someone that could be that big. But I had uh, a funny interaction. Yeah. Uh, I caught Kyle Seeger at a burger joint near my house <laughs> right before a baseball game that he was about to play in. <laughs> that's, that must be so funny. It's like, yo, you got uh, like 50 minutes and then there's like tee off. Uh, I'll tell you what car he drives. <laughs> he drives the White Suburban. I'll tell you. I mean, it's Kyle Seeger. What did you yeah. expect? <laughs> White Suburban. I've, I've, talked, I've talked to him at spring training a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, I've seen him with his kids a bunch of times. I've, I've actually had a few interactions with him. It's players but, like that I feel like we could get on this podcast. But, maybe. Hey, I feel like I was hey, just. Hey, if I I'll make I'll make a vow to you guys right now. If I run into a player oh, in public, not in a professional scene, I will ask them to come on the podcast. Oh, same for sure. I've, I mean, I've already texted a player. I'll, gotta make a vow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the numbers. Anymore. It's it's also weird though. It's Actually, like I do. I, I might. That's. I'll talk about it after, but. I might have a shot. Yeah, but I ran into Kyle Seager at a burger joint right before a game, and I said hi to him. I said good luck tonight, and he was like, thanks. And he was, <laughs> it's cool. Get some fast food before the match. Yeah, it's like getting some quick chop. Okay. Wow. But imagine life being like that. Yeah, sweetheart, going to get a burger, see you at the game. <laughs> and he's just in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's... I guess that kind of wraps up episode four. Yeah. yeah, no, this was definitely one more more of the fun podcast. I feel like we, this was... How long was this? I don't know. I honestly, Over an hour, like an hour and a half. For real? I can't read it. This is... It's, it, I don't know how that is equivalent to seconds, but, like, it is. But where can they find you guys? Well, they can follow us at The Dugout Discussion on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, they can follow me at jcrossorton on Instagram and, and Twitter. Cough syrup, C-O-F-F syrup underscore. 
Uh, Max Gordon with two R's yeah. on Instagram. Uh, if you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it um, on iTunes, Overcast, Spotify, Spotify in, Google Podcasts, in Anchor, you, YouTube. Any, yeah, any platform like, that you can think of, pretty much? Pretty much anywhere. Yeah, you'll, you'll find, find it somewhere. I got discussion. Yeah. And I guess we'll see you in episode five. See ya.